isn't it weird that all airports like have like official names like that? Right. Like how after you, a person. How do you get a Hannah Bowers airport? Yeah. Like do and do, do we... I want that? Good day, my friends. It's your pal, HB, a.k.a. Hannah Bowers, a.k.a. the host of The Pal Podcast, the podcast where we talk about growing creatively, personally and professionally as creative people in the world and humans in general. That's what's up. If you're new to the podcast, I said that really fast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm happy that you're here. I'm excited. And we are going to talk about creativity on this podcast. And we're going to talk about real human things, emotions, growth, feelings, uh, and obstacles that get in our way and opportunities that we can find for ourselves and other cool things. So today I'm bringing on my friend, Matt, who is the founder of a company called the Local Deadbeat Agency. If you know them, you know they're sick as fuck and you probably have been to a show or you've probably been to a lot of shows because the thing about local deadbeat agencies like it's not like a one and done thing it's like you are in the community because it is it feels like a community and it feels like home and you want to come back matt makes clothes i'm wearing literally a t-shirt of his right now not because i'm recording this podcast today but i just saw it and i was like i want to wear that today and then i ended up recording this so total coincidence i genuinely love all the clothes that he makes t-shirts hats shorts sweatpants um overalls jerseys really interesting stuff um and matt also supports the local live music scene in the anaheim area and i've played several shows with him and he makes physical releases for musicians as well so some vinyl i know he has done and some physical cds i believe he, believe he has done but also tape cassettes he's really big on those and he and i did one for my album not one thing that came out last year and those are super cool and i love them and they've got a little bit of a different vibe to them than my cds have they feel uh vintage if you will anyway matt's really cool that's why i brought him on the podcast i think he represents so much of what pal values and appreciates community as i said creativity as i said um and just being a really cool person doing what you love kind of fearlessly and figuring out by yourself and um matt started this company just because he wanted to and now he's just doing it and i think that's amazing and that's what i want everyone to do is just go figure out what you love and go do it so i'm excited for you to hear my conversation with Matt today. I've mentioned before how I like to interview people in a place that feels most authentic to them. And where Matt felt most authentic was in his garage, which we, we talk extensively about uh, the vibe of his garage. It was truly something. Um, but a piece from that to note is that there is some ambiance uh, that seeps into the recording of the podcast, which I was at first kind of annoyed about. I was like, oh, darn, like you can hear this stuff in the background. But then as I listened, I was like, I feel like I'm in Matt's garage right now. And I love that feeling. I love hearing the birds that are tweedledeedling around and the sound of like kids. And it just felt really charming and cute. And I like it. So um, 
just wanted to make note of that before you dive into it, especially if you're an audiophile and you need things to be like super clean and perfect. I'm so not into that. Like I, I'm not sorry about it either, but if it's your thing, that's not my thing. And respectfully, uh, do what you like. I'm going to do what I like too. So I'm going to stop talking now and I'm going to let Matt do some talking. I really hope you like our conversation. So kick back, relax, and take a seat in the virtual reality of Matt's garage. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pal Podcast. I'm sitting here with my pal, Matt Few. <laughs> we got syllables. Matt Few. Matthew Chacho Stevens. There you go. A.K.A. Matt. A.K.A. Local Deadbeat. AKA another dead punk. AKA, do you have any other names? Oh my God. You my... are the third person. Everybody that I've interviewed so far has multiple names. I have five Instagram accounts. Yes, you do. You have the photos account. Yeah, and I don't use it because I don't take pictures anymore. I noticed that. Because I, I was going to ask. The, when the pandemic that. hit, I just stopped taking, because I take pictures of shows. Yeah. And then shows stopped. So I. Photos stopped. Yeah. Are you going to take photos tonight? I can bring a camera. You could. All right. If you wanted to. I got film. Dope. We have a show tonight. Uh, that is why I'm here in Matt's garage, uh, which is the, I want to say it's the dopest garage I've ever been in. <laughs> you think that's ridiculous. You're a humble man. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff. I'm going to paint a picture for you guys listening right now. I'm looking at um, license plates, a bunch of different colored license plates from different states on the wall. We got the local deadbeat agency flag hanging from the garage. We've got bikes on the ceiling, a big skateboard rack, a bunch of stuff. Stuff, yeah. It's a thermos with Chucky Finster from the Rugrats on it. Classic. A mini fridge with those like two thousands uh, alphabet letters like the, that color that's like really solid and whatever color it is it's like that's red you definitely you put know? that in your mouth as a child yes that's... yeah are those from your childhood no sierra found them at the dollar tree okay sick but it's only one letter of each letter so I yeah could, you, you can't make words with it I, it says property of pain on it that's <laughs> tight that's badass do you ever change that sometimes yeah. i just put them i had them for like two years and i just now stuck them on the free yeah well those are tight anyway that's where we are uh i like to do these interviews with people in a place that means a lot to them that they feel creative that they feel inspires them um i'm also making direct eye contact with the pringles man to my right sour cream and onion in case you're wondering and matt it does a lot of things i'm gonna let him talk about most of those things um, but I did meet Matt through a mutual friend in a band that was like, you got to meet this guy. He throws awesome shows. Um, he makes his own like clothing company and like he supports local musicians. And I was like, this guy sounds super rad. He heard me. He didn't, he missed my set, but he heard me, um, give a poem. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You just heard the poem. And he was like, that poem was rad. It was so cool. <laughs> I'll, like I was, I left like a college midterm. Yeah, because till I fall was in L.A. and I was like, I can get there. I can get there. And like I told the professor, I'm like, can I get this as early as possible? Yeah. Finish it as fast as I could. Flew down to L.A. and I did. I walked in as you were doing your poem and yeah. I was like, 
yo, this is tight as fuck. I'm like, I didn't think I was walking into like a spoken word thing. And then it was so cool. In a bar, in like a divey dark. It was at Ham and Eggs, Ham and Eggs in downtown LA. Which if you've been there, you'd be like, wow, imagine a spoken word poem being presented in that place as the opener for some punk bands. Yeah. (laughs) But Till I Fall did an acoustic set too, didn't they? Was it an acoustic set? No. Well. I don't remember, man. That was so long ago. That was literally, yeah, it was like 2007. <laughs> we don't remember anything. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. The gap of the pandemic really uh, fried everything before it. Yeah. There, yeah. We all we all agree on that, that there was the BC before COVID period. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It was a different universe. We were on like a different like plane of existence, like a different time. I think line. so. Went through a black hole, time warp thing, sort of like back to the future. Except I aged a lot more from it. I yeah. think I'm dramatically, everything went backwards, except I feel like I'm 50 now. Yeah. I don't, something How fucked How does up it feel happened. to be 50? Yo, for real though, I got mistaken for 35 the other day by a guy I know. And I was like, and I'm 27 for people who are <laughs> listening. I don't know if you look at me and you're like, no fucking way he's 27. But like, yeah. I was like, man, like I know I look rough, but I was like, not 35 rough. Yeah. Like, you got to give me a little... I've- I feel like you're glowing. I, you know, I maybe like if you really look day. at you, you've it's, got, a, I mean, a, a beard. I think some people write off as yeah. like, if he's got a beard like that, he's got to be in his thirties. Uh, I just got it shaved. But your face, like, if you look at your eyes and your skin, it's got a youthful glow. Jeez, you're welcome. Gotta give me blushing, <laughs> man. I'll take that. So we haven't talked about any questions today. I did have somebody um, who, when I posted on social media that I might be interviewing you today. Um, someone responded to me and they were like good luck staying on track and i was like it's true oh man we we i wonder who said that (laughs) (laughs) you could probably figure it out yeah um but it's true i was like i i don't want to stay on track that's not the point no nobody wants to listen to. so if you're listening to this podcast and expect like a cute little package of abc question answer question answer not here i could ask zero questions today i'm gonna ask questions i have have a bunch of questions Uh, i do want to start with a question that i like to ask at the beginning of every podcast and i also ask people um, at like group events when we do live events and stuff open-ended question you can answer it however you want there's no right or wrong way okay it's three parts who are you what do you do and why do you do it um so i'm matt um I am 27, but whatever that other guy tells you, he's lying. Um, primarily, I like to say that I run local deadbeat agency. I run it out of my house. Um, it was originally my garage, um, but I have an office now. Hell yeah. Um, I share it with my mom Sweet. because, you know, uh, the pandemic made her work from home at one point. Mm. So no worries. She. Mm. I make it a mess and she yells at me for it. Shout out Carolyn. Yo, 100%. Because she's going to listen to this. For sure. Oh, she... <laughs> I haven't met you yet. but oh, She's a great person. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I run local deadbeat agency. I make clothes. Um, and that's kind of what it started out as. I wanted to um, be involved with music in some way. And so when I started doing the clothes, I released a compilation tape mm-hmm. because I was really into DIY shows. And I started going to program and seeing small bands in a skate shop. And I was like, I'm passionate about physical music. Yeah. I love 
holding CDs. When I was in high school, I'd go to the shitty ska show at Chain Reaction on a Wednesday night. Ten people would be there, and the bands would always have the burnt CDs they made on their mom's computer. I still, to this day, have that CD book of all those CDs. And um, so I, I wanted to make a tape of, like, bands I liked so that they could give them to people as, like, hey, physically hold my music. Yeah. Um, and then shows started like six months later with a Planned Parenthood benefit. And here we are now, like almost six years later, wow. which is super weird to say. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. I have like a day job that's like pays my rent um, yeah. that I've done for like eight years, um, which is very casual and I like it. And I don't know why I do the things I do. I just kind of like working with people. Mm-hmm. I like people i've met so many cool just kind-hearted people throughout the almost six years i've been doing this um and i didn't ever really i don't know if i didn't intend to or i just i never thought that was like an end goal or like an option like hannah bowers is sitting in my garage and like that's tight as fuck (laughs) i'd love to hang out with hannah bowers like if hannah bowers lived closer yeah oh my god dude can you imagine trouble yeah it'd be trouble i've thought about it you know, so it's like stuff like that. I I just I'm so grateful that I've been able to like not only like meet the people, but like people give a shit about what I do, mm-hmm. which is super nice. Mm-hmm. I like when, you know, like bands are like, yo, thanks for having us. Like, yeah. that's it. That's all I like. I just I'm glad I could fucking be there and give people the space they deserve, you know? Yeah, that's so cool because it you've kind of identified like three key things that you love. You're like, well, at four the fourth being people, but you were like, I love clothing. I love making clothing. I love, uh, DIY shows. Mm. I love music and local bands and I love people. So the local deadbeat agency was freaking born. <laughs> like that's it. What a clear cut yeah, story that makes right. so much sense. <laughs> but like a lot of things happen along the way. And like what I think is so like interesting about you and like that story is like, that's a dream that a lot of people have mm. and they don't do anything about it. It was funny. I was in, I went to college, um, right out of high school as an art major. I took one art class and I realized I was really bad at art. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, I have to, I, I got to do something. I'm not good at anything else. And there was a business class I took and it was like small business promotions or something. And I was like, promotions. Okay. Like I share people's band flyers. I'm like, it's, it's gotta be something easy. Right. And I took it. And it was the first time in my life, something ever actually made sense to me in school. Hmm. I was always like a mid student. I didn't yeah. try, which, you know, it is what it is. I didn't treat high school seriously. So when I got into college, I also didn't take it seriously. Um, but I took this class and I had this professor that just, it like clicked. And a lot of the business stuff was like, make a business plan, something you're interested in, passionate about whatever. And so I always had the idea of a clothing company Mm. or something to do with music. And I would just do the same thing over and over again, but I never had a name for it. So I just like, I always called it like another dead punk because that was my at. And I was like, Yeah. yeah, this makes sense. And it got repetitive for so long. And I had this business plan and I was like, well, fuck, why when I had the name, I was like, okay, like I'm going to do it. And they made like, it real. Yeah. And like two weeks later I had shirts, hats, wow. tapes, and, um, there was a band 
that I was supporting at the time that would let me like if they were doing a program show, I'd help them out and like run door for them or something. So I'd have a table out there and like my merch table was like the size of this with one shirt, hat and mm-hmm. it was so cool. <laughs> wow. So that business class that you took was like fundamental yeah. and like you, which I also love as like kind of a a hot take on education because it's like you were I have a lot of thoughts on the education system but it's like you were in your K-12 education and you were like whatever mm-hmm. not I don't care yeah I felt the same way okay. and then you went to art school that was different you're like I just I'm simply not good at this yep, 100% <laughs> you tried it that's awesome yeah. um and then you kept trying you were like which I love you know you weren't just like well I'm not good at anything you know like you tried another thing and you went to business school and it was like this applied learning like it wasn't theoretical you know which I think a lot of education is like really disconnects people from actually like practicing the thing that they love doing did you have like a cool teacher or was it just like the way that the class was designed that it was funny so there was one guy in particular who started my interest in it but yeah there was there wasn't that many different teachers so a lot of it was I was taking the same class with the same people and there is this one lady who I, I took a lot and she was always so supportive of it. Like, cause when I did finally start doing deadbeat, I was still in school for mm-hmm. it. So, you know, it'd be like, Oh, if you, you know, make a business plan, but Oh, if you make a business card for it, you get some extra credit. Well, I have business cards. So I would just yeah. clip it on and she'd giggle about it. She's like, Oh, deadbeat. That's, that's funny. But she yeah. was never like, she never joked about, Oh, that's silly or it's this or that or, She's like, that's so cool you do that. Yeah. And you have this. And like, I, the year I graduated was the year she retired. And it was just, I was like, it it was super sad because I was, I spent so much time with her and I was like, I told, you know, I told her, her and her husband both taught the business programs. But I was like, hey, like, uh, I was a really shitty student and didn't care about anything. And you've actually given me motivation to like get a degree like Mm -hmm. I never you know I didn't really care and it was like weirdly emotional because I never you know I've always teachers I've always I have a personality teachers like I don't have the grades teachers like but I could like sweet talk my way to pleasure to have in class that was always on my reports needs to apply himself also on my reports (laughs) I get it uh, the social butterfly was pretty used often in my younger uh, as a talker. Yeah, uh, well, you're a people person. That's what you ended up I, doing. Yeah, you know. Oh, I, was... I can talk. Sierra says I have a problem where it's just I can talk to strangers. Yeah. But, like I went to before you came, I went and got gas in the car, and it's literally right there on the corner. And there was another guy with an old Cadillac that I pulled up next to. I was at the gas station for half an hour talking to this guy about cars. Mm-hmm. Which Matt has the sickest Cadillac <laughs> that you've ever seen with a whole local deadbeat decal on it. It's painted. And just that's reason enough alone to just after this go check him out on social media just to see this cool. Just to car. see the car, yeah. The the rest of it is is, is whatever you know. But the yeah, <laughs> not why I'm here. Because no, not it, at all. Just for the car, man. Just want to see you to talk about your car. <laughs> so you started with clothes. I didn't know that. I find that really interesting. Um, mass clothes are super sick. So you weren't an artist. 
No. How did you like? I have how did you design clothes? <laughs> I so it was funny. So when I went into art school, I had done a lot of graphic arts in my high school. I was all four years doing graphic design, web design, and when I went into college, you have to take two D design to take a graphic design class, which is like applied arts, like painting and like other mediums that I I suck at. I yes. can't use. I can use a computer cool. and make stuff. So. My first shirt was the arch text that just says local deadbeat in big white letters. Yeah. That was it. And um, as it progressed, I'd say the first first year was pretty much all my own artwork. Mm -hmm. And then I started branching out to other artists. Um, There's this girl, Shannon, in Chicago who's done countless. Mm. I couldn't even tell you how many commissions she's done um, for me. and when you work with her, do you have an idea in mind or are you like, what are you, what are you working on? So, so I've been told this is bad. Um, I'm very casual about things. Um, so I'll literally just be like, like I'll send her a message. We're friends on Facebook. I'll be like, hey, Shannon. Uh, like, okay, this last one, I was like, hey, I want like something that you'd wear at like a rec league softball game. It can be funny. It can be serious. I don't care. And then she comes out with this just fucking masterpiece and i'm like she's like do you want me to change anything and i'm like literally what what wow. am i supposed to do I, yeah. I i can't so you found like a perfect like yeah business partner she what? is uh the she for some reason understands the way i communicate perfectly yeah. um sierra's done work for me too and i mean we are we're in a relationship so like we understand each other we communicate but she's like She's very, uh, what would you call it? Like to the, like line to line, like needs specific mm-hmm. instructions. I yeah. can't be vague. For sure. And it pisses her off. It drives her yeah. nuts. So yeah. every once in a while, I'll just see her like working. Like, hey, I have this idea. Yeah. She just makes a face. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Come on. Hear me out. Yeah. I have it. So I wrote it down. I, I sketched some of it. I'm like, what do you think about this? And she's like, we can try it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so that's such an important part about collaboration. Is just like every artist has their like different approach mm-hmm. for the way that they do things, and yeah. like it's so magical when you find the people that it works so easily with. 100%. And that's not to say that like you can't make magical things with people that like it's you guys have different approaches. Right. You know, like it can still happen, but. Um, yeah, the more that you can even just expand your network with like different options of yeah. people to work with. Well, that's what's so cool too is like doing this and having artists like she's in Chicago. I found her on Facebook. Um, in like a Facebook group or? You know what it was? And I don't remember how I got to the point, but she had designed a flag for real friends. Nice. And I remember that's seeing. That's a big real friends fan. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if real friends had tagged her in something or it was just, you know, some kind of thing. But I was like, oh, that's tight as fuck. Like, I'm going to follow her. And then I started looking at her shit and she's like, I do commissions. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to like, and I was super nervous because like, sometimes people don't want to work with you. I was still pretty small when I like hit her up and I'm like, hey, like, we work together. And she's like, yeah. She's just so chill about it. Yeah super chill super easy to work with um, what's her social media just so people can I believe check her out shancon art 
Um, she runs Wicked City Apparel in Chicago. You can also Sweet. find her stuff on there. But they do like screen printing. Um, I think they do embroidery, but they do everything in-house in Chicago. So if you're in the Midwest, um, my friend Belted Sweater was on tour and was like, hey, do you know anyone like in this area to do merch? And they did his fucking merch while he was like driving there. Oh, my God. I was like. That's so clutch. Super do cool. Do people still say that word? Clutch? I felt weird saying it. No, 100%. It came out of my mouth naturally, but then I looked back and I was like, no. Is that cringy? They're clutch situations. Clutch. It had its heyday. I think it's done. Eh. Maybe I'm bringing it back. This podcast, know. man. Yeah. This is what. Influencers. You and I. <laughs> That's super sick, though. Like, you found your partners and, like, that worked. Were there other, like, key people? So you had this teacher. You had Shannon, is her name? Mm hmm. Shannon, you had Sierra. Were there any other like, well, I, I guess the community around you, you yeah. must have had like a, a positive, supportive. The whole time, really. Yeah. Um, it was super cool. People would just see it and give a shit, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's what I kind of, I mean, I don't know they care, but um, like I said, I started out with like, I think it was like 55 shirts and I kind of went into it just like, I can always donate these if nobody wants them. And then people started buying them. And I was like, okay. And I'd gotten enough money to make a new shirt. And I was like, all right. And that's kind of all it was at first. I was just like, I'm going to keep doing this until it either runs out of money or stops being fun. Um, and I guess that hasn't happened yet. Hasn't Six years yet. later. No, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, my doctor says I have an unhealthy amount of stress. Mm, okay. And uh, I asked him, I said, well, what's a, healthy amount of stress yeah and he's like what'd you do this weekend and i was like well we had the show we had a photo shoot we had you know i worked all week and then i did this and he was just like just kind of looking at me and i was like yeah but that's normal i'm like that's not that's such an interesting point that you're touching on because like a lot of creative people have that where especially like if you have a full-time job part-time job to support your art like you are going to be working all week. And then the thing that you love doing on top of that is more work. It's different yeah. kind of work. Like you love it, but like work is still yeah, work. It's still work. I come home from my day job and I sit on a computer and ship orders. Yeah. Or work on a flyer or whatever. And like it's super rewarding because yeah. the end result I love. Yes. People are like, hey, that flyer was sick or what the fuck were you thinking? Either way, it doesn't matter. It's a flyer. The flyers are usually sick. I was actually going to ask you about that. I guess it's confirmed now. You are the graphic artist that designs those flyers? For like 90% of Amazing. them, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, see, that's that's where I I skipped out on the college shit for that. But uh, Yeah. Yeah. Worth I, it, in my opinion. Thank you. Um, for the best flyers. Yeah. it's like, And it's cool because it's like with the orders and stuff, it's like tangible, like like people support it people like my stuff on instagram people comment hey this is cool or for but like the physical confirmation of like somebody took the time to like go to my website look through it buy that shirt or hat or whatever it was and be like i'm gonna wear this and yeah. it's like that's cool as fuck thanks yeah. dog <laughs> for sure like you see the support yeah like when it comes through you're like i know how many hoops you had to jump through yeah. not that it's like difficult but like you had to but do it, something. Right, I had, <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and it does though. It does. It's nice to, like I said, for people to give a shit about it is yeah. like what motivates me to just also give a shit about it. Yeah. Well, you're giving something to somebody and they like are giving something to you yeah. back. 
it's that like you said at the beginning of like I'm throwing a show and the band saying thanks man you're just like well that, I got what I needed out of this right. but you also like love going to these shows yeah. and like you love the bands that you book at these shows I do it's fun it's like tonight is just a homie show you know it's like mm -hmm. I just get to see my friends and then I also get to see my friends play their music and they're also good playing their music you know what I mean and it's like there's some new bands on there I get to make new friends yeah or maybe they're jerks and maybe we just don't talk to them ever again you know learn, we'll learn we'll find out oh yeah we'll know and we'll yeah. talk about it after we'll share notes yeah like <laughs> I'm curious about like I'm hearing a lot of a lot of love a lot of creatives do what they love and then there's like a part of it that's like really hard or like really shitty it like makes it hard to do what you love mm -hmm. you know it's like a common challenge and it sounds like you for you like you're really fueled by like you have this amazing community yeah. like it's so supportive so um that like fuels you to keep doing what you love is there a part of doing what you love that is challenging for you um i see that i'm pretty good with people um and i think people is like 90 percent of what this is um and so like i think the biggest challenge that comes into it is people who don't communicate or have issues communicating and the way they communicate is negative um and i've had people like i'm very transparent with everything i do somebody hits me up for a show i say let me check my calendar or no, I definitely cannot. You know, I don't, right. when you're booking a show, when you're a band booking a show, it, you know, that, that like I've, I did a tour. So I know what it's like to ask people for shows and be waiting, waiting on emails, responses. After that tour, I'm like instant responses, except mm -hmm. to emails. Cause I just am shitty with my emails. Um, DM me on Instagram if you want to book a show. <laughs> um, Cause I check Bold it. text. Yeah, dude. I just, I, I don't, um, I don't check my emails, but anyway, it's like, I'll get people where it's like, Hey, I want to book a show and it's seven months out, which I don't mind. I like being way proactive. Um, but the venues don't. So I'm like, Hey, yes, but hit me back up in a month. Yeah. You know? And I'll like a week later. Hey, Hey, Hey. I'm like, no, I just a month, a month next week. Hey, Hey, wow. Like, fuck. And it drives me nuts. And then yeah. I just get frustrated. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I don't yeah. want, you know, like, and that's frustrating just because I'm like, I, I'm transparent. I'm explaining everything I'm communicating. And right. then some people just like, shoo, and don't. But for the most part, like, it's literally just people and their expectations sometimes mm -hmm. is like the only frustrating thing I'd say. Other than that, I mean, I've been doing it long enough to where if somebody's an asshole, I can just not work with them. Right. You know, in the beginning, yeah, I'd kind of put up with it a little for one reason or another, but I don't have to work with assholes. That's like an amazing <laughs> thing that like it sounds so easy coming out of your mouth, but like people don't realize that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, personalities yeah. out there. Um and some people are more entitled or some people have some people have just weird expectations of like a DIY show. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't 
I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. That, well, that makes sense <laughs> that, like, in a, like, people-based company, like, your biggest yeah. challenge would be, like, challenging people. Yeah. yeah. There's some Karens out there for sure. Yeah. And they're, like, teenage boys for some reason. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like you said, like, you you have a, you created a community, you know? Like, you entered <laughs> an existing community. Yeah which I want to get into. And then it kind of like you created your own out of that. And so you have, you get to kind of have the, the guidelines, the etiquette of like what it means to be a part of that. You know, that's true. I haven't thought about it. It's really powerful. (laughs) I feel like everybody should know that they have that power, you know, like that you don't have to be a part of a community that makes you feel bad, especially like with musicians. Like that's something that I experienced like, from the musician side of working with you yeah. is when you were like, play this show, like you have a song coming out and being in a musician's perspective, especially living in Los Angeles, it's like, you're so used to people wanting things a certain way, yeah. you know, like a pay to play show uh-huh. where it's going to be like, they don't care about you at all. And like, there's no, you're just a number. no you're community. Just, there's yeah. no other like similar artists or like, yeah. they don't care about that. Um, yeah, like you said, just like a paycheck and then, yeah, just needing to have things a certain way. And even, so the show, the first show we did was amazing. And then you're like, oh, so like you have like a new song coming out. And I was like, yeah, but like, it's not, it's not like the other stuff that like you listen to and you're like, I don't care. I don't, I'm, I'm a fucking Hannah Bowers fan. I want to listen to the Hannah Bowers song. Yeah. You know? And so like, that's so sick. Like you really give people a home. You know, you're so open and supportive of the people that you bring into it. It's like the people that are in it need to be as respectful. You deserve the space. You know, it's like I met you and came up to you after a fucking show and was like, hey, I like your shit. And you were so nice. And you were like, you heard a poem like that wasn't. I'm like, all right, well, I want to hear the rest of it. You know, and it's like interactions like that are just so fucking crucial to the scene and to just you're more than just an artist though you're a person you have things that you do you go to work you drive a car you know you have a girlfriend and it's like i want to know that shit like your music's tight as fuck what else about you's tight as fuck you know not one thing dog not one thing (laughs) it's that kind of approach to like (laughs) art and like relationships and it's like being like live music doesn't have to operate like just one way and that was another thing i was going to ask you there's just so many things i have a list of quite like 20 questions that i was going to ask we'll see how how we do by the end of it um and i throw some new ones in there as well as we go you know improv a little bit naturally um but about you sort of have created like what you do is live music Mm -hmm. But it's not, it does not operate like the live music industry. <laughs> you no. know, like it's no, not it like Live Nation Ticketmaster right. at the theater that's owned by whoever, uh, right. like with the labels and the, no. it's not a music industry soaked live no. music scene. No, that's what's so cool about DIY is like, for people who haven't gotten to experience it, it's on the same level as like a house show Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, it's at somebody's backyard, but it's, I mean, the way I do it is a lot 
it's casual, but it's pretty buttoned up. I like the way I do it. And Mm -hmm. I think it took me years to figure out how I wanted it done. But it's casual, but it's very much like this is how it's going to go casually. And then everyone's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, Like nobody ever needs like 30 minute changeovers. Right. I don't want to sit there for 30 minutes in between bands. It's like the technicalities are buttoned up. Right. But the atmosphere is casual. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a good way to put it. You know, it's like everybody's having fun while, you know, and I think a part of it is like I'm involved a lot more than I think other booking agents are. Mm-hmm. Some guys just book the show and run the door. But it's like, no, I'm running amps in and out. I'm taking mm-hmm. drum kits in and out. Like mm-hmm. teamwork makes the dream work. hundred yeah. percent. So it's like if I can help make things run smoother. It works for me. Yeah. It works for the bands. The fans aren't there till midnight on a, well, it's Saturday, so it's okay if it is. But <laughs> nobody nobody wants to see a six-hour show for five bands. And some of right. these, like, I've been to house shows like that, and yeah. it's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, I, I know every time that, like, because I throw a lot of, like, DIY shows, yeah. too, and, like, pal events, and you guys should come to them. And um, Hard fact. <laughs> and the, it gives people a certain feeling, like, when you are, like, immersed in the community yourself, like, it's not some, like, nameless, faceless organization right. that, that's like, true. put on the show. It's like, oh, that's Hannah. Like, she runs Pal. Like, that's yeah. Matt. He runs Local Deadbeat. Yeah. Like, and you put your personality into it. People feel like they are at home. You know, they have then it's about that relationship. You know, it's all about the quality of the relationship. And I wanted to emphasize something that you said earlier about, like, just be nice. Like, be nice nice (laughs) and you'll probably be successful. It literally takes so little. (laughs) Boil it down to that. (laughs) And that's what's crazy. Like, and I maybe it's just me and working with me in particular. But like, if you walk up to me at a show, say, hey, I'm so and so. It's nice to meet you. I'm in XYZ band cool send me a dm with your stuff i want to listen to it you know thanks for coming out to support the scene and to plug your fucking music that's how you do it there's not that deep of a science to it yeah like i had that exact thing and it's been a while like post pandemic things have slightly changed in that sense Mm um but i did i had a kid come uh do a show in march he said hey it's really nice to meet you. I really like your stuff. You know, I've been following you for a while. I'm in a band. We're not ready to play shows yet, mm. but this is kind of what it is. And I said, dude, the second you get mixes, send them to me. I don't care if they're cell phone mixes. I don't, I'm like, let me hear something. I'm yeah. like, and we'll figure something out. He's playing a show for me in July. Like, Hell yeah. I just ran into him Thursday night, actually. And he's Good like, him. he's like, I can't wait for July. And I was like, that's so sweet. That's the shit, though. That's yeah. what I like. He's excited for it. I'm excited. He's excited. Yeah. You know, that's the energy that you want to have, like especially with uh, music collaborations, whether it's like a producer artist relationship or right. like a agent booking agent artist relationship. The heart of it being like this true like giving a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it does, though, you know, it, it and like what I love about what you do is like you create the space for that to exist yeah. like 
that's why I love driving down an hour to come play shows. Hannah Bowers drives an <laughs> hour, people. And that's, I think she's being modest. I think it's an hour and a half. I, I and I, let, me, let me so passionately say, I would rather drive an hour to play a show here than drive five minutes on the street to play like a random show at an LA bar. Hands 100%. down. Like it doesn't, yeah. that's not what it's about. It's not about like the convenience. It's about the quality of like yeah. the experience. And like when you have a community based organization you get a quality experience right. it's not just a transactional right. so, like yeah, what play. do you want live music pay money here's live music right. here's some drink tickets <laughs> and a beer you know yeah. we can work that into your contract yeah right. okay <laughs> we'll adjust that well yeah but, my people call your people <laughs> <laughs> I'm like i wonder who my people is be whoever you want we talked about that earlier having like a close circle of people yeah. you just make up people if you want yeah i do that at work all the time do you like want to have like i don't know what your like lda team looks like who's involved in uh, it so many i mean it's, <laughs> it's Matt funny shaking his head it's, it was a hard <laughs> question well it's like it would it's if i had like a fictitious team like Sierra is such a fucking goal-driven person. I've never met anybody who can like, hey, I want to do that. And then she just fucking does it. And yeah. it's a weird variety of things. Mm. She fixes my car. Hell yeah. To like her ceiling fan broke the other day. And she's like, I'm just going to get a new one. Yeah. Did the electrical does. Wow. Weird shit. So <laughs> when it comes to like deadbeat things, though. I'm very much like, hey, do you think you can help me organize this better? Do you think you can help me? Sure thing. No problem. So, mm -hmm. like, she's 100% like VP of this shit. Yeah. Like, she is at every show running merch. Yep. She's, she just fucking does it all, man. I mean, really, oh, like, yeah. she's the fucking local. I should pull this mic out and I'll have her come out I here. I know. And, see you. Right. She'll just, <laughs> She's like, he's a mess to work with. That's all she's going to say. <laughs> she's like, don't do it. But um, like my mom helps if she needs to. Mm -hmm. Like she'll like sometimes I'm just fucking like really slammed and all my shirts are like tagged. She'll mm -hmm. be like, give me a tagging gun. Throw me a pile of shirts. I'm watching the news. Wheel of Fortune's on, you know, like and she's sick. Yeah. Like, I love that. I have a lot of support in my house. So yeah. it's um, it's a lot of that, you know, and all my friends like. Last minute, I'll be like, hey, I need a model. Yeah. Can you please come do this photo shoot? Can you, you know, and I'll load my car up with fucking people and drive out my photographer Blake's in Riverside, so, or Rancho, but I'll drive out there. Yeah. He's my fucking team. Can I shout out Blake shout Littell out Blake on Littell. Instagram? Uh, the greatest photographer to ever hold a camera. And uh, I can vouch for that. I've seen his photos. Uh, I have been there while he is taking photos. He's also just a rad dude. Like, he's you just want to be around him. He's one of the only people I work with that's taller than me. He's very tall. And I think I keep him around as, like, a power thing just in case uh, he, like, Keep decide. you humble? Well, just in case he decides, like, he's, you know, going to beat me up one day. Yeah. I'm like, well, Blake, you have to take my pictures. You can't beat me up. If yeah. I'm beat up. He's right. going to model for you. Yeah. Call one of my models, the LDA models. I love that boy so much. Oh, I'm seeing him tomorrow. Okay, yay. I'm very you guys going to Disneyland? No, we're not actually. <laughs> he wants to. He's like, why are we? What are you guys doing? Photo shoot. Oh, sick. I, he's been on tour for like months mm -hmm. and I just haven't seen him. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him this year, in fact. Like, oh, we're in June. He's that's just sad. 
I can take pictures. They're not good pictures, especially when you, you know, you could tell who takes what. But mm-hmm. um, I just keep making clothes, but I don't post them online because Blake's not around to do pictures and I'll only use Blake. So I I told him, I'm like, if you have a weekend free. So literally it's like an all day thing with how many clothes there are. Yeah. So like expect a big summer drop, I guess. Yeah. What have you been doing without him for? I did one. Because you've been posting. I. Backlog? Backlog. 100%. It's literally shit dating back to like 2018. Wow. Yeah. Okay, big backlog. Some of it isn't even on my website anymore. Yeah. It's content. Well, where are those jerseys? Are they? This ha- They're all custom. So I oh. do them um, made to order, um, yeah. which those, I made them for myself as like a Christmas present to me because, mm-hmm. and I posted them up more like, if I'm being honest, as content, just like, hey, this is a cool thing I thought was cool. Maybe you'll think it's cool. Yeah. So many fucking people have those jerseys now. And I'm yeah. like. I didn't think any of you like sports even. I'm like, that's like, can we talk about sports? I was like, this is. I love that as like a model for like uh, sharing your art, but also like using Instagram. It's like, I did this. I made this. Whatever. I think it's cool. You might also think it's cool. That is such a way of life. Look at that bird. He poops on my car. He sits on the fender. Wow. And he poops on my car. Same bird? Same bird. He's fucking... You have a whole... What do you call that thing with filled with the plastic toy? Oh, uh, God. What do you call Can't, that? Uh, you I put a quarter in and Like you the thing you see it. at like the laundromat or like the grocery store, you put like 50 cents in and you get like a candy I or a sticker. I want to call it a vending machine, but it's... it's a vending it's, machine, yeah. Is it? Kind of. It's a, it, a type of vending it's machine. It's a type of vending machine. It has little ninjas in it. And it has those little cups yeah. with the colored lids... I think there's ninjas inside it right now. But you'd see it at a diner. Where'd uh-huh. you get the ninjas? With Did it that, come with it? Yeah. Well, oh, it all came I, I have a problem with not sleeping at night, and so I buy random shit on the internet. Yeah. Behind you is a beer machine. How often do you use it? I, I've had it. It's It takes a lot of energy. Like I bet. I was thinking that. So I was told I had to keep it unplugged. Okay. So I want to talk about like growing up in Garden Grove and the what you were talking about what you refer to as the scene, you know, is that the local scene when you use that? Yeah. I mean, pretty much, um, when I say local, it's definitely like orange County, I guess, but it's pretty much Anaheim. Yeah. Um, we're 10, 15 minutes from chain reaction. Mm -hmm. So in high school is when I started going to shows, but chain reaction was always close or, um, there were a couple recording studios in Fullerton that hosted shows or D Piazza's had shows. Um, and they're always, you know, $5 shows chain, I think maybe was a $10 show. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I just always started going to those and conveniently like living here in orange County. It was, I mean, 10 years ago, it was a very active scene. So you can go to a DIY show or house show in so many different places now there's like a small handful yeah which happens i think a lot of it is like people grow up out of it almost and either get like a day job and stop playing music or just like i've had people who are like we don't want to play a skate shop why would you not want to play a skate shop that's the coolest skate shop first of all well and you get big bands who play there right 
like turnstile played there right and they're on fucking they're Coachella. huge right now like it doesn't matter the size of the no. space just go back to be, be nice uh, right be nice yeah if you're nice and you don't have these uh weird like expectations yeah. of like well i'm a big band yeah big bands don't play skate shops i call some them rule that. that you made up they're princesses is what i call them. all the bands are oh that guy's a princess he's yeah. got too many uh no hate on Princess Peach or no 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 especially not Peach Daisy yeah. is Daisy princess Princess Daisy I assume she's Peach's she's, sister right yeah she's got to be a princess yeah we'll have to look that up you, after. remind me to tell you later about the um the the song that I wrote about uh, Peach and Daisy oh okay the parody song that I wrote oh god yeah all right it's it's a bot okay um so with this like local music scene of anaheim what was were there's like defining characteristics of it was there common genres was there a common like community like was there anything like bringing it together other than the location high school it was always the same kind of stuff and it was like a ska band um but in like 2014 15 when i really got into it um it was like the emo revival era so it was like when oh god when like dad's tiny moving parts um a lot of like top shelf record bands were doing things Mm -hmm. um that even like math rock i guess but was really live um and it was everywhere so it was like everybody was doing this twinkly bullshit some shoegaze um and i just think there was a lot of it all together and i think that inspired more people to pick that up yeah and we bands like um like turnover mm-hmm. sorority noise which eh, but um from like the early like 13 14 era to even like 16 17 like that transitional period mm-hmm. was what was happening here just on a smaller scale yeah but i think all of those people really thrived off each other yeah and there was community in it where you'd go to program and see the same three bands with some touring bands. And you're like, Oh, that guy sounds really cool. And you, you know, yeah, you know, the cycle, meet new people, yeah. hear new music. Our shows. Cause I wanted to say that you have such amazing music tastes, not just because you put me on your playlists, Shout but, out. um, Matt has this playlist called local deadbeat jams. Right. That's what it's called. Uh, It's a smash. It should have way more followers than it does. It's so good. (laughs) But you have amazing music taste, like such a good variety of genres. Like there's definitely like pop punk, like heavy, like what you call whiny to your mom. How do you describe it? My mom defines it as whiny, whiny noise, whiny noise, boys, whiny noise, boys. Um, That does. It leans into that. But there's so much. And do you find most of your music like from shows or where are you finding? Cause it's all like you like big bands too, but like you find yeah, the coolest you, you know, it's smaller all, bands on Mondays. I'll go through my Spotify discover. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to that in full. Um, if I'm lucky, I save one or two of them. Yeah. And then, yeah, a lot of the time it's Spotify. It's Spotify. Just plugging away at stuff. I get, usually a band or two a day messaging me about shows or something and what i do is because i can't remember it all because 
it ends up being a lot actually. Um, I have a playlist on Spotify, considered contacts, and anybody who sends me music, ah. it goes right into the playlist. So I have a log of people, and then that's how I can like manage my brain. I so guess. you have DMs through one stream, and then mm-hmm. Spotify through another. And yeah. Then you... So, but I go through those DMs, and I'm like, "Yo, this fucks. Why are yeah. we not working together?" Yeah. And like, pretty much, if I like a song and I can listen to it more than twice, yeah, it passes it, the test. Passes yeah. The Usually, test. like the Spotify Discover stuff, it sits in my liked one for like a week or two. Yeah. And I'll revisit it just to make sure. Like, I put some thought into it, but yeah. A lot of the time it's like, what have I been listening to nonstop? Yeah. And it's like, like I'm still in a really deep Tyler, the creator kick that I just am refusing to leave. Rightfully so. <laughs> that was a sick album. Uh, what was it called? Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost. Yep. 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 Yeah. One of the best concerts I think I've ever seen in my life. Sweet. Um, yeah. That says a lot. It. I, I've seen a lot of concerts. It's definitely uh, the dude's just such a creative person and really a visionary i mean the guy i've i've listened to interviews with him and he's like i mean not to put it bluntly but he's like i thought shit i made shit happen you know Mm -hmm. like the guy is such a vision for what he wants artistically and just executes it flawlessly yeah Um, and he doesn't let anything like inhibit his vision like his mind is so expansive he can come up with anything yeah he just dude just exists and it's just I'm happy he exists. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you were who were some of your favorite artists? Mm. Tyler, the creator, for sure. Um, the Menzingers mm-hmm. are probably one of my is top. Yeah. Top. <laughs> it's tough, man. I'm like a, a vague top. Yeah. Um, people I will just continuously listen to. Um, Real Friends is definitely mm-hmm. up there. I can't say they're the top anymore, but... Um, not to sound like cringy or cliche, but like that band definitely saved my life in like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the first time musically I had ever been like, I was going through a lot of bad stuff mm-hmm. and mentally just wasn't in a good place. That was the first time a band was ever like, Hey, other people are also in your place. And like, it's mm-hmm. okay that you're in this place. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, it just, it was like a therapy session. I really just, I was like, holy fuck. And like in the span of like a year, I probably saw them like seven times. Wow. Um, And then I collected all their records um, extensively Um, to this day. Not that it's relevant, but I have the largest real friends collection in the world. Wow. Okay. I don't. I don't know what that does for cloud. I love that. I love that it, fun fact. It, it looks cool when I lay it on my living room floor and take yeah. a picture. Yeah, a lot of, of people, it. I'm sure, think that's dope. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, that that band, because um, like I post those pictures of my. They call it a variant collection. So each pressing, they do a vinyl, new colors, new whatever. Yep. That, so I have every one wow. of those. Um, I post a picture. I tag the band. The band saw it and they knew who I was and blah, blah, blah. And so there was this time in 2007, it was 2017, they were playing in LA and uh, they had tweeted something on the lines like, hey, LA, just so you know, like we'll be signing autographs like after the show or at the merch table, whatever it was. 
and jokingly like i just replied with the picture of my collection and i was like hey you want to sign a couple autographs yeah and their fucking bassist was like hey uh la is super hectic of a date but like we actually want to sign your whole collection <gasps> and i was like shut the fuck up and he dm'd me oh my god and he's like figure out a way to get everything down there leave it at the merch table we'll sign it in between sets or something and come to our tour bus after the show literally the biggest like at that point in my life biggest fanboy moment i could ever like fathom for sure i have goosebumps um, I, I <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. And so I had messaged him and I told him, I'm like, hey, um, I started this clothing company. You know, here are the, the shirts, blah, blah, blah. I was like, do you mind if I, you know, if anybody wants one, I'd be happy to throw them in the bin with all the stuff. And they're like, yo, those are sick. We'll all take one. And yes. I was like. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It just, it was nuts. And so they did. They took it. They signed the whole thing. Um they signed the container it was in. I mean, it was... Wow. It was nuts. Um, and then in 2000 and... Oh, God, was it 18? Whenever the last Warp Tour was. 18. I think it was 18. So we were vending that, um, the Pomona date. And the guitarist of Real Friends um, wore my shirt <gasps> on stage at the first the the last Pomona Warp Tour oh during God. their set and it's the most televised of the Warp Tour cuz it's the yeah. opener so everybody he was fucking wearing my shirt on stage that is the most beautiful outcome poetic my, my peak i don't think you're like rock bottom 2013 yeah. 5 years later yeah yeah to have true. that be able to look yeah. at that it does that was literally i the second I found out, because we, we were set, we get there early to set up, and I just happened to be walking a bin up or something from the parking lot. And I saw, and I was like, I can't fucking talk to him right now. I'm yeah. like, I saw him walking and pe- like taking pictures with people, and I was like, What shirt was it? I want to picture it. It's the, um, it was called the basic shirt. It was, um, the one he got was yellow, but it's, it says deadbeat straight across and then local, very tiny on the side. Okay. Um, he wore that shit and just I I saw him after they did like an autograph signing and I was yeah. just like you fucking did that shit because yeah. he said he you know he said he was going to and like yeah. actually he did it in a major way I'm about to look at the picture oh my god my peak yeah that is so badass yeah there's a bunch I had friends shooting warp tour and I told every single one I'm like do me a favor leave whatever band you're shooting and go shoot the real friend set yep and get all the pics you can uh-huh did blake so, take that um no i think my friend paul took it oh, okay. um paul salazar shout out to him shout also a brilliant human being with a camera and a coffee pot he's in chicago right now he moved out there to uh do fucking coffee camera and coffee i love those things he's a beautiful two person. amazing things <laughs> wow so that is an incredible story um I I need to not process. To, not to I tangent. I know. To pro- it's not a tangent at all. It is like <laughs> that was. We came here today to record this podcast for you to tell that story. That is uh. <laughs> that is what I feel. It's what I believe, um, and that really perfectly transitions to like the last thing that I wanted to talk about today, which was mental health. Oh yes. 
And right. you do so much for that. Like you have your, what is it? Your growth. Yeah, the growth pro- kits. Growth kits. Yeah. Your growth kits. And like, just as a human, like you're so supportive and you do for people what I think real friends did for you, right. you know, of like, one, like you're not alone. Like it's okay to feel this way. And two, like that story being like an example of like, well, look what happens if you just stick through it, you know, look what's possible. Like you could feel like life is the worst thing in the world in this moment. And then there's going to be another moment in your future. That's going to feel like the greatest moment in the world. Yeah. There's always a light, man. You know, it's, uh, and that's something that's super neat about what all this has turned into. But like, um, Mental health is such a fucking crucial part of, I mean, your every day, but just, I've talked to so many people about different experiences with their lives and with how their brain functions and how my brain functions or doesn't mm-hmm. function. And, um, <laughs> in 2000 and was it in 2017, I had like a breakdown in like, was it like November, I think mm-hmm. where I was full-time in school, full-time with my job, was getting another job, um, which would have also been full-time. Wow. Don't ask what? me how that was going to work out. And yeah. then was doing Deadbeat, um, which was three shows a month, roughly. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and Sierra just started dating. So I had a new relationship. Um, and like I had like a breakdown. Yeah. I don't know how else to like describe it. Well, that but. makes sense because like you're like a human system <laughs> and you overloaded. I did. Um, and so I had to I went to my doctor and he's like, you have anxiety. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because mm-hmm. like I had always like dealt with depression at some point in my life. Dealable. You know, yeah. you, you, you learn how to cope with this shit. is what depression is. Yeah. You know, and it was like that was never like something I felt was like. I don't want to say like it, it wasn't an issue. Like it was just part of, you know, for sure. It's me built into your reality or. Yeah. yeah. And so this doctor tells me you have anxiety. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. And it was to a point where I was physically getting sick from it. Like yeah. the stress was like in my stomach and I was like throwing up at work. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept working, which yeah. what an idiot. Um, but so I got on an antidepressants and that was a fucking mess of like side effects that Mm. so like there was a lot of open stuff but it was weird because i never thought there was a stigma with it um because i'm a very open person i like talking to people about things and stuff it's how you you know um and i went to pick up my first prescription and i was like a little nervous but not you know in my head i'm like this is going to help Mm -hmm. and the pharmacist pulls me aside out of line and was like whispering to me like you know what these are and i was like yeah they're antidepressants and she's like well you don't you don't have to say it so loud and i was like <gasps> you're the stick you're, you're the fucking you're the pharmacist and the pharmacist is the stigma i was like how fucked of the like pharmacist an- is supposed to help me uh-huh. And 100 percent, she was like making it seem like a bad thing and i was like oh god i was like what and like it didn't phase me because i was just like I don't know, maybe aware of the situation. And yeah. I'm like, but you're, uh, like, you're whack lady. But a hundred percent, I was like, okay, I'm switching pharmacies. Um, and yeah, so I did. And I have uh, been on them since December of 2017. My dosage is actually lowered. 
Cool. Um, which is tight. Awesome. But um, in this outlet of fucking like deadbeat, like mental health gets brought up a lot. Yeah. And I think it's cool that it's a place where people feel comfortable talking about stuff like that or even just like, hey, I've had a rough week, yeah. you know, and it's not the end of the world where something detrimental is going to fucking happen. It's just like, no, like we can all deal with this. Yeah. You're you're dealing with it, too. You know, we can. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think like the way you're describing it is sort of like the kind of great unlearning that was like the great like healing part of it for you was like because I feel like the same way where it's like it boils up and it gets really really hard when you're not talking about it yes. and it's not normal and you're like I'm the only person in the world that feels this way yeah. <laughs> and like the second that it like seeps out and like it connects you to somebody else and you're like oh my oh, gosh I am not alone in this yeah. um and then just like normalizes all of the little conversations that like if I could have had those like it wouldn't have built up as bad as right. it did, you know, just like bit by bit yeah. and it, making it normal to just like have that conversation with it, where you're like, yeah, really hard week like yeah. this communication. with Yeah. It, you know, um, and like to whoever's listening, if you are dealing with that, um, you don't always have to consult like your actual doctor. You should definitely see like a psychiatrist. Um, right. That's your, that's the, they provide the, medication. Yes. Yep. That's who you want to see. I saw my, uh, regular doctor who, um, I think is part of the reason why there's like, uh, pill issues in mm. the world. Yeah. And I literally went in, uh, this is years into it and this is how the conversation went. You know, you do the, like every three months you have to go in and they talk about your meds. And, yep. How have you been? Fine. All right. See you in three months. That so, was all with your regular doctor? Yes. Wow. I did everything and I regret doing it, but yeah. it, it was what it was. And so what ended up happening is I had gone in this one time and it was just a long couple weeks, you know, between deadbeat, work, whatever it was. And he's like, well, have you been? And I'm like, well, it's been a rough couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, let's raise your dosage. Just like that. Bro. No, no what was rough right no question just right. well let's double your dose and i said no 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 because at that, that, at that point i was trying to get off of them and start to you know do the weaming and whatever um i just hadn't done it and so uh i don't know maybe that week i picked up my pills and they never ran out when i picked them up so i always had them you know i take the bag throw it in my drawer and then in like two weeks i'd need them right I opened the bag up two weeks later and he doubled my dose. Dude. And so I called the pharmacy and I said, I'm not taking these. Yeah. I said, and I was, and I was pissed. Oh my God. So I call his office. Yeah. Cause the pharmacy's like, we can't, this is what was prescribed. And yeah. I said, he prescribed these to me without my permission. Yeah. He went against everything we said and just fucking blew me off. And the lady was like, well, I can talk to him, you know, but. It was like a Friday, so maybe we'll get back to you Monday. I said, okay, so what am I supposed to do without meds for three days? She's like, what do you mean? Can't you just take them? And I was like, they're the wrong dosage. Yeah. And I I told her I was like, and she was kind of giving me like attitude. Yeah. As if I was being ridiculous, which right. maybe I was, but I was more pissed. I was being ignored by my doctor for, sure. um, for something that makes my brain function. <laughs> yes. And uh, I told her, I was like, 
I'm like, do you know what these do for me? I'm like, these make me function. I'm like, what happens if I just stop taking these all together? I'm like, do you know what happens in that scenario? Yeah. What could possibly happen? And I use some pretty blunt language that I'm not going to. And she was like, well, hang on a sec. And I was like, no, really, that's the that's the severity of this, that it can be. Yeah. I was like, I know I can cut these pills in half and it'll be fine. But what if I choose not to mm-hmm. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And so she, that lit a fire up under her ass and I was able to get. Yeah. But it was a mess. And it was mm-hmm. all because he I mean, he was a jerk in himself. But yeah. I think if I had seen somebody who had more mental health. I don't know. I don't even know if training's the right word, but expertise. Expertise. Yeah. You know, I think I would have been in a different place. Yeah. And well, that's... Uh, so yeah. So if you're ever like thinking about it, go with that option. Not that I'm, you know, an expert or anything, but in my personal experience, uh, I would have been happier in that scenario. Yeah. Matt and I are not mental health professionals, so absolutely don't take everything that we say as like truth, like the way science, but no. like. In the world of mental health, I think it's valuable. It's not necessarily, um, like I said, science or the truth, but it's valuable to get other people's experiences and perspectives for the things that have worked for them. It could work for you. The things that work for us individually might not work for you. That's why it's just like every yeah. every treatment needs to be individualized. Um, 100%. And if you want to... Um, you know, take a step towards improving your mental health. A mental health professional is the way to go. So absolutely, maybe your general practitioner, uh, like Matt said, is not uh, specialized in mental health, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a therapist. Those are all going to be really good people to talk to about that. Um, therapists cannot prescribe medication, but they can connect you p- to people that do um, and they can provide their own uh, insight as to whether or not that is something that you need. So um, these are all conversations that we've had with (laughs) different different professionals and um, find what works for you. And I encourage you to do, you know, do something to take one tiny step towards um, improving your mental health. Because if you feel a certain way, like you do not have to feel that way. It does not have to be that way. So, Matt, tell us about what the growth kits are. So, in so uh, that would have been 2018. So, 2017 is when I got on my medication and stuff, and I realized more, more. Uh, what would it be? I, I realized, I guess, that like that stigma still exists with like people not talking about it, and I'm like, well, fuck, we should be, we should be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made this thing called a growth kit and I kept it super vague. All I said was it's a kit that will help you grow. And that was it. It was free. Um, or I think I left it as an option to like, cause I mailed it with like, it's like a letter um, in a postage stamp. So I was like, here's, you know, you could pay 50 cents for the stamp if you want to. Um, and so what it was and what it is, you can also, um, you can get these on my website still. I keep them year round now. Um, so like skip the next like minute if you don't want to have it spoiled for you. (laughs) Um, but what the growth kit is, it's a written letter about basically like my life and my experience with mental health and 
that like I'm just a dude who fucking has some problems and like this is how I've dealt with these problems and that you might also be a dude with problems and like uh one of the ways I found I don't know not coping but the one of the ways I dealt with um my mental health I took up gardening and um so in the growth kit there's a packet of seeds and they were usually sunflower seeds because sunflowers are my favorite flower they're the most inconvenient flower so giving them to someone is always like oh i'm excited to get them but you're like fuck where where am i gonna get a vase big enough for this and i love that shit because they're so pretty and inconvenient (laughs) and so i would do that and when i did it i i sold 50 of them or so all across the united states and it was sick because i in the letter, I just said, like, if you don't want to plant flowers, that's cool. But, like, don't let the seeds go to waste. So, like, toss them at your local park or in your, you know, just work somewhere where they can get watered. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a friend, my best friend in North Carolina, planted them. He lived in an apartment and he had a little pot. And he had these itty-bitty sunflowers Hell growing yeah. in his pot. And I'm like, that's across the United States. Yeah. That he's just got these little plants there. Yeah. And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like. Just water them and make sure they get sun. Yeah. Do it for yourself too. Right. It's this cycle, and um, it was so rewarding. Mm-hmm. The the first time I did it, because I had people message me, because I just sometimes people just buy. They're like, oh, it's free. I'll just get it. And some people actually like took the time to read this letter about like my life, and were like, hey, me too. Yeah. And like, that's tight shit. Yeah. Um, that was cool. I didn't actually promote it this year, and I think I need to. Um, I forget that it's just sitting there on my website. Yeah. And, well, it's uh, Mental Health Month right now. Not when this episode is going to come out. But <laughs> <laughs> that'd be super soon. I think it's so important that you do that and that you offer that and that you make it like so casual. Yeah. You know, because with a lot of people who struggle with their mental health, they don't know where to start. And right. it's like starting anywhere is something, you yeah. know. So planting a sunflower seed is you could do that for your mental health, yeah. you know, going to book a, a appointment with a new therapist, terrifying, really 100%. hard, really hard to do. Yeah. Planting some sunflower seeds, manageable, manageable. And there's so many manageable things that we can do for our mental health. So even a succulent. Yeah. Those, things. those are super, super easy to take care of. I have one that I've been like taking care of since I think like 2014 maybe mm-hmm. it's huge wow it's like a penis oh i'll show you later yeah pics <laughs> or in person you have it yeah in my okay. backyard sick cool i'll show you the, the garden yeah beautiful <laughs> and so, uh, i can't wait because i started gardening tell so, me about it so i will we'll we? tell you about okay. it later, <laughs> we'll talk about it. sorry i'm not interviewing hannah bauer sorry um we'll... it's not going well i need some tips but um <laughs> <laughs> I we've had a very long conversation. I want to bring it to a close. I want to thank you for your time and your energy and yourself and the way that you share everything that you do and who you are and what you value with the world. And it's so important. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to go support Matt, support local deadbeat agency, buy a T-shirt, buy some sunflower seeds, 50 cents at the very least. Um, and then I want to give you the opportunity to just say like what you, if there's anything you want to promote or like you want people to do after this, like now is your time to say that. Hello. Um, (laughs) I don't know, man. You know, it's, uh, 
I will have some new clothes coming out in the next couple weeks. So probably by the time this is yep. aired, there might already be new clothes. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're in Southern California, we host shows two to three times a month. It's every kind of genre ranging from like Hannah Bowers, who I know you already listen to, let's be honest, to like we hope. hardcore stuff, maybe stuff your dad likes. I don't know. My dad doesn't like it, but that's a whole different episode. Um, <laughs> if you take anything from this, be fucking nice to people and like life's not terrible, you know? Um, if at any point you're in a position where you feel like you can't talk about something, I run a platform where people fucking come up to me and talk to me. So like we could talk about Pokemon or mental health or cars or sports, or if you just want to tell me about your day, like I'm at these shows for like four hours, come talk, you know, we can hang out so much to talk about. Yeah. Literally. I love talking to people about anything. Um, but definitely don't think you're ever alone in these scenarios, man. Like there's people like me and Hannah who are fortunate enough to like, talk to each other about that kind of stuff and know that there's no judgment. There's no negativity. It's just like, Hey man, I feel this way. Yo, me too, dog. Like I got you. And like, that's cool. Um, if you're not in fucking California, I guarantee you where you are, there is some type of local music scene and you should try to find it. And Maybe go catch some music or something, you know? Maybe it's at a bar. Nothing against bars. Sometimes that's what you have to do. Um, <laughs> I, like, I've heard it, like, in the Midwest. Sometimes you just have to go to a bar show. Yeah. Um, I like Bud Light. So if you come to a show, you know, just, you know, you can bribe me or something. Buy him a Bud Light. Yo, 100%. Any cheap. day of the week. Oh, 100%, man. Easy. And Matt, what are your social media handles and what's your website? So you can uh, hit the website, localdeadbeat.com, localdeadbeatagency.com, only deadbeats.com, just in case that ever picks up. Because that was really funny to me. I pay $12 a year for that. Wow. I'm going to sell feed pics at some point. (laughs) I don't know. Um, We'll see. We didn't get into that part of the business model today. Expand your business is what it... um, But all socials are at local deadbeat ca and then from there you can find the website you can see our show calendar the spotify playlist we talked about earlier is there any tickets to shows my website um no pictures of my feet on there but yet 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 right there's always room for growth um and i think that's ultimately what we've talked about today is is expanding (laughs) um but yeah feel free to check it out um I'm really close to 3,000 followers on Instagram. So, like, if Yo. you want to pity follow me even, like... Let's get Matt to 3K. Do it. Yes. <laughs> that's the goal. All right. Well, thank you for talking for this podcast, Matt. Anytime. We're honored to listen. I'm honored to have this conversation <laughs> with you. And I'm going to go check out his garden now. So, uh, you all have a good day. Keep growing. We love you. Peace out. And there you go. Thank you, Matt, for that lovely conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed that, got something out of it. It was fun. The sounds of the neighborhood that maybe you also thought were charming and not annoying. Hope you felt that way. Um, 
Anyway, if you are interested in following Matt, keeping up with his story, becoming a part of his community um, down in uh, Anaheim, go follow him on social media. As he said, his handle is at local deadbeat agency and you can go to local deadbeatagency.com as well to check out the store get some tickets to an event buy some music so on and so forth um matt has a big show coming up every year he hosts the deadbeat fest an annual festival for local deadbeat agency and that's happening in september so tickets went on sale this week or go on sale next week by the time that this is out those tickets will be on sale. So go buy them uh, if you're in the area and support some local musicians on the scene. It's going to be super sick. I've loved doing shows for Matt before. And when I play them, I stick around for the whole thing, not just because of like ethical reasons of like an artist supporting other art. Like I genuinely have a great time and I make friends at every single show that I go to. So if you're trying to hear some cool new bands, you live in that area, you're trying to make some new friends, you're trying to be in community that feels creative and supportive and authentic. 1000% you should go to Deadbeat Fest. So there you have it. There's my endorsement. So that's all things next regarding Matt, regarding Pal. Um, I am working on a project right now. I am learning to screen print. That has been my big undertaking lately because in my big dream of what Pal is, we offer all sorts of creative services um, and we do all sort of creative collaborative things together. And I want screen, screen printing to be one of those things. I've always loved it and I'm finally going for it. So that's what I've been working on right now. It is taking time naturally. There is a learning curve to it, but I am having fun with it and I'm also documenting it on video so you guys can get a look into that process and how it's all going and you can kind of feel like you know what's up. Uh, Similarly, if you want to follow us on Instagram, so you're always knowing what's up with us, the handle is at the pal community and you can stay tuned with everything that's going on with us and me over there also if you're a musician i recently launched the pal playlist so it's a playlist of artists that want to support each other and want to spread more positivity authenticity and love out into the world does your song have to be about positivity authenticity and love absolutely not it can be about anything It can be any genre, literally so open. Um, The only criteria is that desire to be a part of the PAL community and um, support others and receive support for yourself and let me know how I can support you. So um, in terms of submissions, we're doing it in a much more intentional way. There is a submission form that you can fill out on the website, thepalcommunity.com slash the pal playlist so if you go to the palcommunity.com you can also just look around the website and you will find it super easily so go ahead fill out that form tell me a little bit about you what's going on in your world right now how we can support you how you're supporting others how you would like to and the project that you're working on and what it means to you um your whole dang life story but like not your whole life story like I do have to read all these submissions. So just being, you know, aware of that. Uh, But to also don't limit yourself. You know what I mean? Find that balance. Do you 
do you in a certain amount of words that is to the point it's concise the complete opposite of what I'm doing right now explaining it the opposite of that do the opposite of that and if you're in the LA area I am brainstorming the next event slash events that I want to be doing so once again if you follow us on Instagram you will know when that is um and if not well, I'll post it on the website. So if you want to check out the website, uh, thepalcommunity.com, then I will post about any upcoming uh, events there. So I think that's all that I'm going to share for today. Thank you for listening to this whole thing. If you've made it this far, that's super cool. Maybe it's just because you have to because you have a like playing in the car and like you don't you don't want to like distract yourself by switching it whatever I've enjoyed hanging out with you personally and thank you for supporting my podcast and thank you for supporting my dream of pal and creativity and collaboration and community baby thank you for all of that um sending some positivity authenticity and love your way my friends I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you every day every day